0: New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com/slash live.
1: G'day, mates. It's B Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. But thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So, this encounter happened this afternoon. I'm still very shaken about all of this and cannot get it out of my mind, so bear with me. My day started as it normally does... Early morning work shift, come home, drive my partner to work, come home to nap. However, when I got home, my partner texted me saying to pick them back up because apparently they just got news that they were laid off for the winter due to a very slow season. I went back, came back and went for my nap while my partner went to play video games. I was in a a pretty deep sleep with my favorite TV show playing as background that I've seen a million times about 2 hours or so later i'm woken up to my creaky front door being opened followed by a deep and unfamiliar hello i listened intently as i thought that it could be my partner's friend who often stops by i didn't hear anything further so i shrugged it off to my tv and tried to go back to sleep but shortly after that i hear my partner open their bedroom door i hear them yell who the heck are you and why are you in my house I panic as I don't know who they're talking to but I listen to the short interaction and an older man, very startled by my partner's presence, explains that he had watched a package be delivered and after no one came to get the package right away, he decided to come inside. The package was still on the porch afterward by the way. My partner tells this stranger who had been walking directly towards my bedroom to leave and that they were calling the police but the man sort of lingers, stalling my partner and asks if he can use our bathroom. He says, no, get out, and the man slowly makes his way out and drives away. We called the police immediately after he left, giving him his and his vehicle's description. I called my neighbor to let them know and keep an eye out, and he informed me that when he came home two to three hours earlier, that vehicle was parked at the end of our street, And when he drove by, the man actually covered his face. I can't stop thinking that this man knows my schedule and has targeted me for some reason. But I'm so lucky that today of all days, I was not home alone. Back in 2001, my parents bought a property to build my childhood home on the south side of Chicago. Some backstory on the property that we only found out after the house was built was that the marsh or the swamp on the property used to be a dumping ground for the bodies from the Italian mafia in Chicago. The black tar that was in the swamp made it impossible to get out of and the bodies just disappeared. Fast forward to when my family lived there... We had a beautiful three-bedroom house with a wonderful yard, swing in the backyard, and even a basement that my parents let us write our names all over. It was a huge highlight of our house as kids. And in that basement, we also had a laundry room that was around the corner of the stairs and some ballet mirrors leading to it. Ever since I was a kid, I dreaded having to go down to that basement and always felt like someone was watching me. It was never just a kid being scared of the basement ordeal too. Something truly felt off. One day I was walking down the stairs of the basement and out of the corner of my eye looking through the mirror, a man was stood there staring directly at me. He was tall with a flat cap and a scrappy beard plain as day. I tried to scream but it felt like all the air was just gone, just like in a dream. He started coming towards the stairs and quickly as I could I sprinted up the stairs and slammed the door behind me. As a child, I was a wonderfully perpetual liar and knew no one would actually believe me, so I never said a word. A few weeks went by and I tried to put the image of the man that I saw out of my head, but after that, it just never felt safe in the house. The scariest instance though was when I was grabbing something out of my parents' room and again felt someone staring at me. For fear of seeing the man again, I began to run out of the room. The only thing, though, was that I couldn't actually move. I stood there just like a statue, unable to do anything except cry. I felt a pressure on my chest like someone was holding me back from moving forward. After what felt like forever of being frozen, I finally was able to let out a small cry and my mother ran into the room and grabbed me. Strangely, too, she had to yank me so hard out of that spot as if I was sort of like a mouse stuck in a sticky trap. As we fled the room, the door slammed behind us and my mum took me outside where I felt like I was finally able to breathe. After that, we never really talked about that moment and apart from my own traumatizing encounter, my younger sister also seemed to be on edge in this house. She could never sleep alone and would frequently scream in the night. This will come into play later. Another thing to know too was that around the house, things would move locations, doors would open randomly and we all left the house and it was in disarray when we returned as if someone was partying there. But my parents never said a word to us about anything that happened and carried on cleaning as if it was normal, given that my three sisters and I were from ages 9 to 5 at that time so I'm sure nothing was going to be discussed anyway. Things kept happening over the years though and I would frequently see the man staring through the windows as we came back into the house uh, around corners and even sitting on a chair in our living room once. Eventually though we had to move due to my parents losing our house in the recession but I never forgot about that house. After we got older though we all were having dinner one night and were reminiscing the old house. I brought up that moment where I was stuck in the bedroom and My mum's face turned white as she told me that she saw a tall man with a flat cap and scrappy beard holding me there and didn't want to frighten me at the time. As she described the man I saw everyone's face drop because apparently we'd all had encounters with this guy. My older sister would see him as she played dolls in the basement, my dad in his garage once, my mum with me but the scariest story was from my younger sister. When she was a child, the man would visit the edge of her bed and stare directly over her, telling her to get out and if you don't go I'm going to kill your family, you're all going to die, I'll kill you. Her screams every night were not from childhood nightmares but an actual nightmare that we all seem to be living in. She would wake up with scratches from the man that we just assumed were from her childhood eczema but no, apparently he actually touched her. To this day, we never bring up that old house or drive past the street where it sits. It still terrifies me to today to think about all of the experiences in the house, and I'll never, ever go back there. While it will always be the home that I grew up in, I truly consider it to be a place in hell. When i was little maybe around four years old i lived in okinawa japan with my japanese mother and my american father who at that time was stationed at one of the military bases on the island we lived off base in a house and things were pretty great but before i get to the story let me give you a little bit of background information about my family So before I was born, my mother was dealing with the Yakuza for some time and she ended up owing them money for some reason. She managed to get out of that situation without paying them when she got with my marine father and the Yakuza would never hurt an American. So my mother knew that she was safe as long as she was with him and on the military base. Now, I have no idea why we lived off base at that time when I was born, but we did. One evening, I was in my room upstairs playing when my mother comes in, frantically shutting the door behind her, locking it and turning off the lights. She tells me to be quiet and when I ask her what the matter was, she just scoots next to me and I can silently hear her crying. My father was at work, I believe, at the time of the incident was happening. My mother and I heard the front door slam and then we heard footsteps walking up the stairs. We see the silhouette of the person walking in the hallway from the light peeking from underneath my bedroom door. My mother, who is panicking like crazy now and praying in her mother tongue, gets a hanger to use as a weapon. At this point, I am crying like crazy too. The doorknob starts to jiggle and it goes on for some time until all of a sudden it just stops. We believe that they're gone, but we didn't dare leave until the police came and that's all I really remember from that time. As an adult now, 23, it took me years to put the story together. My mum still denies it like she does when I ask her about the certain parts of her past that she doesn't want to talk about. My dad doesn't even bother to answer the question and just disregards it. But I know what happened, even if it wasn't the Yakuza someone other than my father came into the house and they tried to get into my room but thankfully they didn't
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well if you own a home you know how much work it can take whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs
1: So I was visiting my partner, his name is Leo, at his home in a rural part of my state, about a 45 minute drive away from the college town that I'd lived in at the time. There were snow or ice advisories in place for early the next morning and I figured that I should head back before these conditions hit. It was probably about 10ish PM, really dark out that night and I started on my way back home. The road seemed fine to me for the most part, a bit icy but nothing my little two wheel drive couldn't really handle. About five minutes out from Leo's house I was on a very quiet two lane two way sort of hilly road with scarce lighting. Nothing inherently creepy about that as I'd been up and down it countless times before and well I happened to be on the phone with Leo when I stumbled across a completely flipped car in the other lane partially blocking my path. I was in shock and couldn't probably communicate this discovery to Leo, who was probably growing confused and concerned. Trying to be a good Samaritan, though, I almost immediately leapt out of my car telling Leo hurriedly that I needed to investigate. I stayed on the phone, or well, so I thought, he could actually no longer hear me and vice versa as the call was connected to my car's Bluetooth pairing system. But as I approached the flipped car, scanning the scene for any crash victims, a man old white guy raggedy appearance around maybe 60 years old stumbled out from behind the vehicle I rushed over asked him are you okay and began insisting on calling an ambulance police or anyone who could help the situation I was a couple of feet away from him and kept an eye on the car half expecting to glean any details of the incident and spot other potential wounded passengers but I couldn't make anything out in the dark and The window tints didn't help either. The man became panicked though and told me repeatedly and frantically, please don't call 911, don't do it, it's under control, and added feebly that a friend of his would be there soon to help. My spidey senses started to kick in at this point. He appeared completely unscathed too, while the car was certainly totaled and flipped upside down even. And he seemed unusually composed too. Right up until I mention calling for help, that is. At this point, I imagine Leo was frantic on the phone and I now realize the call is connected to my car speakers. I begin to sort of back away from the old dude, still totally shaken by what I'm seeing, and toward my parked car, still running. I'm probably 20 feet away from it now. As I'm backing out, the guy starts walking toward me and saying stuff that I couldn't really make out. And finally, I decided to just wish him luck, and I picked up my pace, not turning my back on him, till I got to my car and was able to drive off. I mean, I really had no way of defending myself, and the situation turned very sketchy very quickly. But the worst part, though, was that as I drove past, I noticed another parked car just a a few lengths behind the wrecked one. To this day, I, I have regrets about the whole thing. I... Definitely should have just called 911. There was no legitimate reason not to, but who was this guy? Was he just in shock? Was he even in a crash? Was it even his car, or was he the owner of the other one nearby? Why did he insist on not receiving help from emergency services? I don't know what was going on that night, but there was something sketchy about it, for sure. So one night while preparing for a camping party that I was going to throw as a teenager, it was pre-twilight, so like 7 or 8pm during the summer, I had sent my two friends to collect buds and booze for said party while I attended the fire and collected wood. It was a nice secluded spot up a massive hill but like three quarters of a mile hike on foot, a place that I'm normally most comfortable and know pretty well because I grew up here. I know of bears, coyotes, and once I saw a mountain lion on our property, but what I heard when my friends left shortly after really didn't sound like any of those things. It started after 15 minutes when my friends left. First, the rustling in the leaves and branches out in the edge of the woods, but far enough away from the fire that I couldn't see it. It definitely got closer though, and I could tell that it was pretty big. We do have horses, and they do graze up on the campsite every now and then, and I know how they sound trudging through, but this wasn't a time that they were up in that pasture or camping spot. Whatever it was, it got closer, like it was checking out the smoke, but far enough out in the woods to where I couldn't see it, but I could definitely hear that it was there. And then, it made a sound. It was a a hoot-type sound came right from where I could tell that it was like it was hooting at me loud and low it sort of sounded like growling at the same time too it's really hard to explain but I put my back to the fire chilled to the bone when I heard it it was unlike anything I've ever heard and I've looked for sounds like it since but have never found anything like it In any case, I kept watching the direction the sound came from with just a machete that I brought for kindling chopping. Cursing myself now for not bringing a rifle for protection. It felt like hours of the hooting sounds and this growling and the pacing back and forth scaring me half to death. And I'm not one to be afraid out in the dark on that campsite normally, but I just wanted my friends to return at this point. I didn't want to leave the safety of the warm light and... It was in reality just one hour, but eventually I saw the lights from my friend's truck crest the hill, and as soon as I saw them, I sprinted towards them as I heard the leaves rustle in the woods again. I guess it took off, but it scared me enough to now always carry a gun with me at all times on my property. Because that wasn't anything that I normally would hear, and the only way I know how to describe it was that it was big curious and hooted sort of extremely low almost like a growl but nothing like a normal owl or coyote or anything like that so I was 29 living with a friend and we got to tending the fire through various times of the night to stay warm during the winter it was a 2 a.m. in mid January. The two dogs would always join you on the fire run to go potty and get some sniffs in. From the woodpile to the fire, I'd say, is probably 40 meters, maybe more, but I'm bad at math, but not much more. I go outside to tend the chore of keeping the fire furnace going. The dogs go out the door, but for some reason that night, they never left the porch. I didn't notice until I got to the woodpile that they weren't keeping pace like usual. And then, the hiss happened. It sounded just like nails on a a tarp or something, like a a raspiness but guttural, a hiss mixed with a, a growl for sure. I froze for a second realizing that the dogs were up at the porch still not having anything to do with leaving it. So I was kind of screwed if whatever made the hiss decided that it was going to do what it was going to do. It had to be close because it was really loud, like it was on the other side of the woodpile. I only had a small load in my arms already when I heard it, so I backed up the drive towards the porch where the dogs were still and asking to go back inside. Like they were scared and so I bailed on filling the furnace and I just took the dog's advice to get inside while I could. I woke my friend up and told him to get a flashlight and help me with the stove because I wasn't going to go back out without him and a flashlight. When we did, there wasn't really anything that we could see and this time the dogs were all about helping to check out the area too. I'll always trust dogs when they act scared like that but I looked for tracks the next morning but it didn't help the whole area of snow was packed down around our woodpile too and driveway so i never really got any answers just more fear of upstate new york i guess but let me just reiterate that whatever this thing was it definitely wasn't from this area it was also big so it wasn't like a snake or something it was way bigger than that in any case all i can hope for is that whatever it was is gone I was visiting my grandmother's house up in the cold northern Norway. I've always had weird feelings while staying there. I always felt like I was uh, being watched at all times. Just a, a constant feeling of unease I guess. Especially on the second floor where me and my little sister were staying. Upstairs is two rooms and I slept in the closest room to the staircase and my sister had the adjacent room. The house is fairly old and is rather noisy. Often getting woken up at night by my sister walking past my room to go to the bathroom which is downstairs. My grandmother has struggled for a long time with her sleep too. She always wakes up at like 3 in the morning every night. She has claimed that there is activity around the house. the, The classic sort of doors opening and closing, sounds of footsteps and the feeling that you're not alone. Anyway... It was around 2 or 3 in the morning, and I just couldn't sleep that night. I was basically just rolling around in my bed and ended up laying in my bed staring at the wall. The room started to feel much colder than usual, and something that happened next still gives me chills to this day. I heard a loud, raspy breath right behind me, like someone was laying in the bed right behind me, breathing heavily. It sounded like someone who was really sick, sort of struggling to breathe, I think. I even felt airbrush over the back of my neck, and I completely froze. I was terrified. The breathing lasted for several seconds, too, but man, it felt like a lot longer than that. I started to count to five before I would turn around to see if anything was behind me, and when I did, there was nothing. The room was left in an eerie silence. My heart was pounding so fast and hard that it felt like it was about to jump out of my throat and I was staring at the door almost like expecting it to open and it did while staring at the door. I see the door handle go down slowly and the door creaking open. It's hard for me to explain what I felt at that moment but it was overwhelming and I managed to leap out of the bed and move out into the hallway to try and find any explanation of what happened. I saw nothing and heard nothing. The windows were all closed too, so I just really couldn't find an explanation for how it happened. And man, it felt like I sat in that bed for days that night, but it was only a few hours before dawn and when morning finally arrived, I went downstairs and sat myself down in the living room. My sister and grandmother were in the kitchen and I overheard my sister telling my grandmother something. That around 2 or 3 in the morning, she was woken up by a loud raspy breathing in her room too. When I overheard that, it gave me instant chills to the bones and made me super terrified to be in that house. Me and my sister, we used to visit my grandmother every year, but it's been a, a long time now since I managed to get myself to visit my grandmother again after that. This event happened when I was 16 years old and... I'm actually 24 now, and I just, for the life of me, can't make myself go back there just yet. I am planning to go there next year. My grandmother is having a hard time lately, so hopefully I can visit her before it's too late, I guess. But maybe I'll get new experiences to share with you guys if I do go back there. Not that I want them again. Anyway... Thanks for listening to my experience, it's something that I'll never forget and I just felt like sharing it with everyone here. I hope my English wasn't too bad, but since it's not my first language, I struggle a bit. Anyway, like I said, thanks for listening and if I do go back there, I'll be sure to send you guys the stories if uh, anything happens, that is. I'm 41 and male, and in my early childhood, my family and I lived in an old two-story farmhouse in rural Illinois. The first time that I saw it too, I remember getting up early to watch Saturday morning cartoons. As I started down the stairs, a dark silhouette that was vaguely man-shaped passed by the bottom of the stairs. It had the look of sort of oily, blackish-gray smoke. I know that sounds weird, but that's the best way that I can describe it. No eyes or features, just the loose shape of a man. Frightened, I ran back to my room and hid under the covers until I fell back asleep. When I woke up, I tried going downstairs again, but this time it was on the stairs coming up. Again, I ran and hid in my bed, but this time it followed me into my room. I remember that to look at it, it was a bit like being drawn into it and just frozen fear. I must have passed out or something because I don't remember what happened after that. And I got a good look at it too. It definitely was not a pleasant experience and I would not recommend. Now, I can't imagine not having told my parents about the black ghost, but they just must not have believed me because at no point in any of this did any adult do anything about it or even acknowledge it. Because years later when I was in my 30s, I asked my mum if she remembered me talking about it, and she didn't. It went from that first encounter when I was maybe 5 or 6 up until we moved out of that house when I was 9 as well. I do wonder how someone could miss the fact that their kid is spooked the heck out all the time. And I mean, for years, if I was out in the yard playing by myself, there was a good chance the shadow was going to mess me up that day. It would just be behind me all of a sudden if I turned around and looked behind me it would be there. It would not often wander into my field of vision and I had to look at it. It did things to get my attention even like throwing sand or making noise. Sometimes it even spoke but not like with a voice I just kind of knew what it was saying. It's hard to explain but I would speak to it when I knew it was behind me. I stopped doing that when I asked who it was because the shadow told me that it was me I didn't like that at the time all but once these incidents happened in broad daylight once I was looking at the window and saw it come out of the barn at night only on one occasion did it appear at night and that was when I was looking at the window and saw it coming out of the barn thankfully all the shadow incidences stopped when we moved from that house But I sometimes consider going back and trying to make contact again, just to see what the heck it wanted. I've only ever really told this to two other people. About five or six years ago, I was to live in a really small apartment downtown. My place was on the bottom floor, halfway underground, on the rear corner of the building and adjacent to the driveway that led to the building's parking lot and dumpster in the back. I got home late one night, between 12 and 1. My dogs had been alone for hours, so I took them on a short walk. It was a night, so everything was dead quiet and nobody was outside. As we were returning home, one of my dogs started acting weird though, not scared or particularly excited but just sort of completely fixated like she'd picked up a scent or something and wanted to check it out she even started pulling the leash which she never did as we go closer to the building she frantically pulled me and my other dog towards the driveway we always went up the driveway after walks to dispose of their waste bags and enter the rear of the building where my apartment was so i thought that maybe she just wanted to get home for water or something. As soon as we got towards the driveway though she got in front of me to protect me and just sort of completely froze and stared. She was uh, only about 40 pounds but she was half a guard dog and something made her alert and serious and I took her cue, looked down the driveway and saw something even blacker than the surrounding darkness. At first I thought that I saw a small black dog or a raccoon as some of my other neighbors had small dogs and we would occasionally get raccoons in our dumpster. After a few seconds though I realized that it wasn't either of those things. The thing made eye contact with me though and started to walk towards us and as soon as I got next to the building I realized just how big it was as literally stood right next to my apartment in my window. But this thing was Easily four feet off the ground on all fours, and it kind of looked like something between a a wolf and maybe a bear. It was completely black, but it looked like the black was distorted or out of place. Almost like how a black hole is portrayed when it's absorbing light around it. It had a few grey squiggles in the black that moved erratically, and its eyes glowed grey with a small hint of red. It looked almost somewhat animated completely out of place in reality when it got to the corner of the building it stopped and stared at me and my dog completely lost it i'd seen that dog bark to protect me bark at other dogs and cats and bark at wild animals but this was the only time that i'd ever seen her bark like this she was howling and barking and almost yodeling simultaneously and was completely freaked out my second dog was completely quiet and looked almost confused at first but just sort of stared down the driveway. After a few seconds it was like he finally noticed what my other dog did and he started doing the same thing except he sounded a lot more afraid. This next part still freaks me out too when I think about it but I was frozen in shock. The thing sort of opened its mouth and showed some teeth with more distortion and grey squiggles coming in and out of its mouth its eyes glowed more than before, gray and red, almost like smoke. It let out a penetrating sound like a guttural howl or growl or something, and my entire body felt like it went through me. And the strangest sensation came over me. I felt like I was connected to it somehow Was the only way that I can describe it, and that really scared me. It stared like it was looking through me for a little while longer, I'm not sure how long, And then it walked away from the driveway towards the back of the building and just disappeared. I stood there dumbfounded for a couple of minutes wondering what the heck just happened and contemplating whether or not to go inside or if I was going crazy. The building was locked on both sides but all of this took place literally right next to the window to my bedroom. And after a few more minutes it really started to just feel like it didn't actually even happen. Still, there was no way I was walking down that driveway, so I went through the front door of the building, threw the dog's waste bags out in the laundry room, went into my apartment, locked the door, checked my gun next to my bed, and invited both my dogs to sleep on the bed with me that night. I couldn't sleep for hours, but my dog that tried to protect me passed out almost immediately. Her little heart was beating through her chest, and that was the only time that... I've ever seen her that afraid. I've lived there nine years and nothing like that has ever happened before or since then. And for those of you who are wondering, I was completely sober and no more sleep deprived than usual. I knew all of my neighbors in the building and only two others had dogs which were considerably smaller than mine, beagles and terriers. The closest thing that I've ever read to this is shadow people and those elves with squiggles It was definitely more like an animal though, and I'll never forget its eyes. My dog's reactions tell me that I wasn't completely imagining this too. I'm a recent convert, or revert I guess, to Islam. Islam actually talks about things that exist which we cannot see, like jinn. and after my conversion a few months back, I started thinking a lot about what happened, and I don't know, I just decided to share this. I am curious about your thoughts though. What do you guys think that this could be? This happened this morning around 6.50 a.m. I was getting prepared for school and I get my clothes ready. My dad comes in telling me that he's going to drop off my mum at her job and he'll come back to pick me up. I say okay and I shut my door and lock it since I need to change into my school clothes. I hear my mom and my dad walk out of the house and close the front entrance door. And about 10 minutes go by and I'm fixing my hair in my room. The door is still locked. When I suddenly hear the door handle in my room shake and turn rapidly. As if someone is trying to get in. In fact the whole door started to shake as well. I immediately run to open the door thinking that it was my dad. And when I do I find no one there. My dog then starts to bark in my direction and she rarely barks. I stand there for about two minutes trying to process what the heck just happened and then I hear my dad unlock the front entrance door and he walks in. But Before I could say anything he asks are you ready yet. I chose not to tell him what happened since he was mad that I wasn't ready to go. My mum also occasionally hears her name being called while she's asleep but no one would be in her room. I've gotten a bit used to the paranormal events that happened at our house, but this one was more extreme than ever before. Do you guys think that I should be worried? G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too.
0: Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota,
0: we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere
1: else we've ever lived.